the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. I'm Arab Halaby, the total financial hour, talking about your family's finances. Of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. You have to manage your own money uh, because the world is not going to do it for you as much as you might have an app for that, right? As much as you might think, oh, there's this new program that can integrate under all of my computer systems. Well, okay, that's fine. But remember the old garbage in, garbage out, right? If you don't know how to put information in, if you don't even know what you're putting in, then you're not going to manage it properly. And we see this throughout the time. Now, when does it happen that there's a problem, right? It's just like flying in a plane. Most airlines have a problem somewhere on the plane. It could be the seat in row 17 doesn't go back. It could be the video uh, projection system is not playing the movies properly. So, eh. but the plane can still fly. The plane can even still fly with a little bit of a problem here or there in in one of the engines. I mean, you understand, I'm not so technical to understand stand all the details, but I do know that planes have flown. If you look at pictures of World War II, they've been shot up. Their ailerons, their rudders, all sorts of things have had holes in them and a plane has still landed. Not the ideal thing to have. And you probably won't get shot down unless you fly over Chicago but other or D.C. maybe. But you're not going to have a problem that that takes down the entire plane most of the time. It's just the seat doesn't go back in row 17. All right. So in your financial life, you're going to have a problem. There's always something. More credit card interest you shouldn't be paying. I forgot to pay that bill. There's a late fee. It could be I should have saved more in my retirement account this year. Well, the new year is here, isn't it? Can you start making changes? Forget resolutions. How about decisions? Right? Everybody does. I I hesitate to even do anything new at this time of year because one, it's so cliche, but I can get over the cliche part. But two, when you call it a resolution, it's almost like having a glass of wine and saying, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to be better. I'm going to have only two glasses. <laughs> okay, well, you, you're you having four today. <laughs> or it could be, oh, you know what? I drive a little fast. I'm going to slow down and not drive that fast on the way to work. You can make up any choices you want, but until you make a decision to get better, until you make a decision or a choice to change your weight or, or your financial life or the decisions of who you call friend. Because remember, the financial world isn't much different. It's more of a reflection, I'd rather, than the rest of your, your, your life. right? If, if you have a plane that's built and everybody on the plane who, who, as far as mechanics and, and repair people and maintenance folks, if all of them are doing their job properly, then even the littlest of thing, eh, it's not a problem. We fixed it. They find those little problems. So the more diligent, the more choices that you make in the coming year for your finances, when this stuff hits the fan, when things get worse, financially speaking, because I think there's problems coming down the road. Honest to goodness, I, I think we're going to have a problem in California that is going to rock the world. I think we're going to have pension issues because the state has to put its portion in every year. And I think when the markets continue to decline, right? If you haven't seen, maybe the word uncertainty is the way to describe the markets, but just because there's a problem, a little problem, doesn't mean you're going to give it attention. 
Right? Does the pilot stop everything because row 17 can't move her chair back? No. The pilot says we're willing to deal with that. It's not going to derail the whole plane. It's not going to cause us any real issues. But it does tell you one thing. People aren't paying attention to the little things. People aren't going out and, and fixing the problems, the little problems that could ultimately become big problems. So I want you to fix the little things in your finances. Forget the big things. The big things will take care of themselves. The little things? Well, what are they? Well, I think you, under, you have to understand. How much am I spending each month? Where, where's it all going? You don't have to know to every single dollar, but you do have to know. You have to know if I make 5000 a month, does 5000 go out? Or am I pulling for my savings? Is my savings account greater this month than it was last? Or is it less? Now, I get it with the holiday spending. Maybe, maybe you look year over year. But is your financial direction going in the right, right direction or wrong? Here's a good example. In your retirement accounts. You see, retirement accounts have a job to do. It could be to give you lifetime income. It could be to replace, and this is a big, big part of it. We've done this just recently. It could be to replace the uh, social security income from, from the, the, one of the spouses when somebody passes away. Let me clarify. So one of the spouses w- was making about 3500 a month in social security. That's a big number. The other one was earning around 1500 So we know that when one of those two passes away, regardless of who it is, the lower of the two social security checks go away. So in other words, they lost $1,500. And at the same time, any other income or any other assets they have, they immediately in the next uh, tax year go to the higher tax bracket, meaning their taxes nearly double. Because you're no longer married filing jointly, you're now single. And so you lose, uh, in her case, $1,500. Her income tax rates double on the money that she was earning from her her, uh, rental properties and pulling out of her retirement accounts. So the money coming out of retirement accounts and pensions and rental property is now taxed nearly twice as much as it was then when they were married. That means the government gets the money. So how do we budget for that? How do we plan for that? Well, we have to work on those little things. We have to pay attention to the little things. And what are those? We say, well, are you paying more fees than you should in your retirement accounts? Because right now you're like, ah, it doesn't matter if I pay $1,000 a month or $100 a month. My retirement accounts are secure. They're large. I don't have to worry. The guy sends me a Christmas card. I even got cookies once. I'm happy. They treat me well. Well, okay. Because everything is going well. Everything's going fine. You're flying. Everything's on par until a tragedy occurs. Now... When, when there's a problem, we have to make sure that the income is there when you need it. And the, reason we, uh, and the way that we do it, it's simple. We have some of it for reliable retirement income when the time is right. You see, that's the big change, isn't it? How do we protect it? Not when everything's going well, but that's the time you repair your roof, as they say, right? When it was raining, the first big rains uh, last month, They came along and you found out you didn't do the maintenance you should have on the roof or the backyard or the drainage system or the mud, uh, you know, issues that you might have had. So the rains haven't come yet, maybe in your financial life. But what if we prepared? What if we fixed the things before they were needed? Which meant you had time. We could think. We could plan. We could discuss when our heads are level, when the crisis is not here yet. It takes that kind of planning, right? When the plane is on the ground, I like to go back and forth with this metaphor, but when the plane is on the ground and they take every little screw and make sure it's done properly and the chairs are working fine and the lights are working fine in the bathroom and in in the hallways, 
one, it gives you confidence as a passenger, right? It would give you confidence that your financial team is paying attention to the little things because then there's an assumption, and usually it's correct, not always, but usually, that the big things are also being taken care of. If the little things are being watched over, then the effort that it takes to watch those little things, just by definition, by default, they would have passed by the big things to get to those little things and probably would have addressed those properly. And so that is what I would watch out for, is how do we watch the little things in your retirement accounts, whether it be unnecessary fees, whether it be inappropriate risk, whether it be an inefficient tax strategy, right? TFS Financial Insurance Services and our firm, right? I'm Arif Hallaby. I own the firm. But our fir- And by the way, this, I'm who you work with. We have a great team of people. They handle my back office, the paperwork. They're really sharp. Half of them are licensed. We love it. But when it comes to the processing, uh, meeting with you, the ideas, the conversations, it's me. But I also know when it's time to bring in your CPA. You say, hey, you know what? We're starting to get into a tax conversation. Let's ask your tax preparer or your CPA these questions. Let's do a three-way call. Because the one thing that would drive me crazy, you could be the pilot of the plane. Man, you could make, I don't know, what do pilots make? Seven, five, six hundred thousand a year, some of them? Three, four hundred thousand a year? Wow. How, look how smart, how many years of school? You could be the smartest guy in the room, but you don't know how to fix the problem on row 17. That's a, that's a maintenance person. They know how to fix that. They know how to fix the problems in the engine, right? The, the, the mechanic goes down and fixes the engine, but you can't fly without it. My job is to lead and be the pilot, but we know when it's time to bring in the mechanic, your CPA. We say, yeah, you know what? These are tax questions. Let's bring in that professional. Oh, you know what? This is a big issue. We need to bring in that. Let's ask that attorney. Or you might say, hey, Arif, I have my trust attorney. I go, great, I'm a certified estate planner. Let's talk with that attorney. We can talk at a pretty high level and get that conversation under control, figure out what their recommendations are, and then my job is to make sure that we're on the right path, make sure that the, that the accounts do what they're supposed to do. Maybe not today. Everything's fine. Skies are blue. There's no rain coming down the road. We're good. But wouldn't it make sense to plan now? That's what we do. I'm going to give you the number, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. That's 888-99-RETIRE. Share something with you that that happened just recently. Uh, Husband and wife came in. They had about mm, probably $2.5 million. They just sold their real estate. Big accounts. Man, gosh, that's a lot of money. I I I don't care who you are. Whether you have $25 million, $200 million, or $200, They did good. They saved, they prepared, they planned. They have a wonderful life. And they came and they said, Eric, we've got a couple of options with this money. I said, well, (laughs) it's almost like the first question I ask, right? Sometimes we say, of course, hello, how are you? (laughs) And then what's the next question is this. What's your plan for this money? What's the purpose? Well, I'm not really sure. What do you mean? I go, what's the job of this money? Well, it needs to be there in case we need it. Great. What would you need it for? They say, well, our income is fine right now. We have other rental property. We have a, a pension. We have our social security checks. Our bills are really low. Well, we're pretty good. We don't, there's nothing we need. Okay, then what's the job of this money? Whatever, five years from now, let's say, 10 years? Or what would cause you to have to start withdrawing this money? Oh, okay, now I understand it, Arif. Now I understand what you're talking about. Great. And they say, here's the job. I might need it or he might need it for long-term care issues. So, okay, now we're talking. Now we're getting somewhere. So we said, all right, well, well, why is that an issue for you? Well, both of us took care of our moms. And one of them, you know, their, their father lived until his late 80s. The other one, their, their moms lived until their early 90s. That's a big, long time to live. Twenty About 20 years from now from, for each of them. So they are concerned. They said, listen, we have longevity in our family. We certainly have issues that we could end up 
living for a while, and we don't want to be a burden to our children financially. They said, gratefully, we had the means, financially speaking, to care for our parents. One of them had other assets, but the other set of parents needed help, financially speaking. They were able to hire experts. They were able to bring in professionals. They were able to bring in caregivers that were, were able to handle the situation the right way. And they said it, it was a real comfortable experience for our parents, and we want to have that same thing for us. I said, great, you've given me the job for the money. Let me see what I can do. So we went to work. We started looking at different options, and we came up with a great plan. The direct purchase of long-term care insurance for most of you, believe it or not, is just too costly. And they're always raising the rates and or reducing the coverage. You see, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, when we were selling a lot of long-term care uh, uh, policies, we, we had a great, great plans. My gosh, they're still amazing plans. But I remember you would be, let's say, 55 years old. You'd spend uh, $2,500 a year for you. And if your spouse came on board, it would be half of that cost right around that. So together, we would be around thirty-seven, maybe $4,000 a year. And we would find a place from where this would come from, maybe some of your retirement accounts or some of your other assets. We could say, oh, let's, let's pay for this, but we're going to make it up over here. You'll make enough interest in this account to pay for that. Wonderful. We did it. And then they, a few years later, said, well, we, we guessed wrong. We expected you to die uh, at a particular time. We didn't expect you to linger, is the medical term, to hang out to have chronic illness and just live past what we had budgeted for. So really what they did, which is pretty stunning, is they raised the rates. Now, some people said, but Eric, I can't afford that. And the company said, well, no problem. We'll just lower the coverage. So instead of five years of us paying, we're only going to pay for three years. Now, you, you could pay the same amount, but your coverage, your benefits are not the same. And they have continued to do that. Today, we get the, we get the uh, folks coming in the same thing. They say, hey, Eric, I have these old accounts. They're great policies. I go, oh, that's a wonderful company. It's a great policy. Yeah, but Eric, the, the cost is three times what we originally paid for it 18 years ago. Well, because remember, in, in the long-term care world, usually you're going to need it in your 80s. That's kind of the number, which means the best time to buy it is in your late 50s, early 60s, maybe. So you're going to have to pay this premium for 20 years, maybe more, before you would use it, unless there's some sort of a you know, Christopher Reeve accident, unfortunately. Something like that happens. And now what? So the challenge is how do we, how do we solve that problem but without the very costly direct purchase of long-term care. Well, what it is is called a hybrid. It's called different things, different companies, but you'll get the idea of what it is. A hybrid or a dual-use type of account, meaning, well, maybe maybe you don't need long-term care. Well, in a normal plan, you might just lose everything, right? You've been putting into it for 25 years, and it's gone. Now, some companies allow you to get your premiums back if you if you die, your family just gets it back minus whatever costs, right? There's a little bit of a, but you have to pay more money for that. So that's nice. You pay more money to get your own money back. But when I talk about these dual use costs, uh, do you, dual use programs, here's what they are. It's pretty neat. Certain life insurance policies actually have a long-term care component added to it. Meaning if the death benefit is $250,000, and you pass away, your family gets 250. That's a normal life insurance. But what if you need long-term care issue, uh, concerns, right? What if you need the care? Well, you can start dipping into some of that 250,000 to care for you and your family, right? In other words, you want to bring in your niece to come and assist you at home. You want to bring in a nurse. Maybe you need a new bed or, or an upgraded hallway or something at home. The companies are pretty liberal about how you take the money out. You just have to have the same kind of thing in most cases 
two out of six activities of daily living just means you can't either dress yourself, feed yourself, go to the restroom, get up, you know, down, walk. There's some, there's six of those when you cannot perform two of them and your doctor signs off on it. They begin to release some of that life insurance money. It can be two years, five years, 10 years from now. And the great news is that those funds are not just available to those that you leave behind, but they can be used for your benefit, meaning it's a dual use, right? You're going to pay for it. I'd like you to be able to use it. So there are ways to cover the costs. And I share this with you so that you can move forward thinking it isn't hopeless, right? There are options. And what is important is I want you to control the costs. Okay, well, retirement planning, retirement, retirement. What is this all about? Retirement accounts, retirement uh, form. Okay, simple, guys. We are seeing that the number one cost for people in retirement, first is taxes, then it's health care. You need to know that because it isn't just Healthcare. Everybody thinks it's healthcare right off the bat. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a big deal. I get it. But it's also, believe it or not, the taxes. So I want you to take these funds out. I want you to have this money that comes to you, but in the form of tax-free money. And certain life insurance policies allow you to withdraw those funds tax-free so that you can use the money to pay for your long-term care, your extra care at home, without incurring a higher income tax, meaning the other monies that you have, right? the income, the pension, the withdrawal, doesn't, doesn't get pushed to the higher tax bracket. Now, why is that important? Because if one of you passes away, you're already doubling your taxes. So great, good news, bad news, right? You're... you're your loved one, your spouse passed away, and you're doubling your income taxes. There's a way to plan it. It hasn't rained yet. Let's fix the roof. Right? We know that, God forbid, they're anytime soon, but it does happen. Someday someone is going to pass away. And when they do, it's kind of like the music stops, right? It's like musical chairs. Right? Wherever you are at that moment in time, it happens. And it's sad. But we all know it's going to happen to us someday. And I remember there was a a friend of mine years ago. He was a mentor for many years. And he said something. He said, Arif, uh, you know, who are these people? And it was my wife and I only had two children at the time. He said, I said, it's my wife and my two kids. And he said, well, whose wife is it? I said, it's mine. And he said, whose children? I said, well, they're my kids. I just told you. He said, well, Arif, why do you take care of them? I said, because I'm getting a little frustrated now. I said, Jorge, it's because they are my children and my wife. He goes, when does that change? I said, never. They'll always be my wife and, and my kids. Now, I might pass away, and, but she would have always been my wife. That doesn't change. Those were always my children. It doesn't change. He said, then you have to financially plan for that. Because if, they're, if she's your wife today and they're your kids today, they will always be your children. So you have to prepare and plan. She's always your wife. You promised her certain things, didn't you? I said, yeah, I did. He said, then what does that change? When you die, tough luck? <laughs> so he made it very clear that along this journey, and, I, and I, so it, it simmered. I mean, gosh, guys, this is 25 years ago. It simmered with me over these years to always be somebody that remembered longer term, long past my life, right? I have a responsibility. If I say that you're my child, if I raise you, if you, then I have to take care of you. Now, I'm not going to pay for your food, shelter, clothing when you're 30 years old. Come on now. But I have a responsibility to my spouse, maybe my elderly parents if they need help, maybe my siblings, special needs nephews, nieces. It's my job to go along, protect those people. Maybe you feel differently. I hope not. We're going to come back in a little bit. I'm going to give you some long-term care options that are just not 
financially oriented, but how do we manipulate this? How do we manage it? I guess is it right word? Well, we're going to do our best to explore this and come up with solutions. I'm Eric Hallaby, TFS Financial Insurance Services. We'll be right back on the Total Financial Hour, 888 retire That's 888-997-3847. Retire comfortably Thanks to Arab Halaby Now every dollar's got a job to do Arab makes your money work for you Security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Arab Halaby, the total financial hour. Your place for news, talk, and information as we continue with options to pay for, ways to cover if you will, long-term care insurance. I kind of uh, mentioned the hybrid plans. I want to be clear on this. It isn't just life insurance, guys. There are other retirement accounts where you can get kind of an accelerated benefit. You get greater amounts of money. We always call them, uh, you know, you can call them an IRA or whatever it is, but we're using fixed or fixed indexed annuities. And you can use that to not just create lifetime reliable income, but you can also use it to get an increased payout in some cases a lot towards the care of of somebody, whoever the owner is, for their long-term care, right? So it's a way to kind of have a secondary benefit attached, not just lifetime income, but you can cancel everything and say, give me a check. Or you could also end up saying, oh, you know what? I need this for my long-term care. I need this for extra, uh, uh, you know, costs and things that may incur. All right. One of the normal things that historically has always been, I don't know, maybe up until maybe 50 years ago, it's been the in-home care, right? The seniors, your parents or grandparents, in some cases, great-grandparents, would stay at home and somebody there would care for them. And it also depends on the loved one's needs, but it was often the first choice, right? With simple activities of daily living, meaning, oh, we got to help, help them eat or we need to help them walk. So they need somebody close by. They can't drive themselves anymore, maybe, or they just can't dress themselves. So larger physical things would be needed to assist. And so it would always be somebody in the home, maybe an older child, maybe one of the spouses. Somebody would help. Today, you can actually bring somebody in the home. This, uh, my, uh, a relative in our family was a, who was a great grandmother. She just passed in her early nineties. Now her last few years were a lot more difficult because of her memory issues, right? She wouldn't remember who people were. She wouldn't remember where she is and what she would remember. And many of you are dealing with this was, uh, things way back when, you know, her husband has passed away many years ago and she would be asking for him. You know, it breaks your heart. But having somebody in the house can assist with some of that familiarity, right? Having somebody down the hall, maybe a 24-7 care, maybe just, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But the cost is right around $24, $25 an hour. So if it's full-time, uh, the person's going to be looking at maybe $5,000 a month. So you can use the Social Security or the funds, the pension, retirement accounts of the uh, the person who is needing the care. You can use that to help pay for the care. So maybe she's staying or he's staying at your home, but you can use their own money for it. 
right? And you can even use any of these hybrid products, these dual-use products that I was talking about, whether it be a life insurance policy. It's very simple. People like us come along and we say, uh, you would walk down the road and we need help. So you flip a switch and the neighbor comes over. Or you're, you're managing your day-to-day life and you, know, you flip a switch and you start taking money out of something, another type of account. So what this does it, by, by having a dual-use uh, account is it preserves the money for maybe later when they have to go into a facility. Now, many of you would say, you know, over my dead body is my, my parent going into a, you know, a nursing home or assisted living or something. Many of you would never do that. And many of you say, gosh, none of you say anything until you're in my shoes when you realize that, you know, it's just impossible to physically care for them, let alone the emotional and mental area, right? So, so I understand you, you can't judge those folks uh, you can judge their actions. I always let God judge their soul. That's not my job. I can say I don't, you know, I don't like spaghetti and meatballs, or I do like <laughs> those are my actions. I can judge those things, but judging somebody's soul, guys, that's their purpose, their intentions, their motivations. Eh. Uh, if I were you, I'd stay away from that. So I mentioned bringing somebody into the house. You can use long-term care policies. Some Medicare Part C, okay, important, Medicare Part C, it's called Medicare Advantage, those plans may cover the cost of some in-home care. All right? So check with your insurance provider. Say, you know what I'd like to renew or it's, it's open enrollment time next year or whatever it is and say, what about Part C? What is the cost for that? It's a way to help mitigate some of the costs. All right. Now, sometimes along the way, both spouses are working. Some both, both might be full-time or part-time, and they only need adult daycare programs. Right? Many of you are familiar with you go to work and you drop off your children, and in many cases, someone else is raising your kid, and, and that's just the way it is. You're forced in that situation, or, or it's one that you choose. Well, now when it comes to adult daycare, yeah, it's kind of similar. They don't need around-the-clock care, but these day programs can offer things like social interaction, meals, activities. They often include, and this is so important, exercise and games, field trips, art, music. That's for their mind. right? All of us want to stay busy, stay important. And today they're, they're doing a lot of these merging programs where they're having adult daycare programs along with children programs. And so the adults are there kind of helping to nurture and babysit, care for, interact with the little kids, three, four, five-year-old kids. What a great experience. Of course, it's highly supervised and it's not right for everybody, but it's certainly a great place to put, right? Because you guys need to know that if you're not, if you don't have a purpose in life, if you don't have somebody counting on you to do something, say something, be somewhere, then your purpose on this earth, it's as much as you might complain, right? It's, it's not fun. So please make sure that the elderly loved ones in your life have a purpose, especially if they're single and, and, and widows or widowers. It's a lonely place to be. It's not fun, right? So depression in our seniors is pretty rampant. And it isn't because, uh, you know, of TikTok or, or Facebook, right? Depression in our seniors is because of the things that are happening in their lives. You guys are all busy and the teenagers now no longer need them as much and everybody's going and coming. So please remember, they're, they are a human being. They have a soul. We need to take care of them. All right. So how do you pay for it? It's, so these adult daycare programs, they might be between two and 3000 per month. And depending on the terms, remember, some of your Medicare Part C plans and some long-term care policies and some of the policies that we're talking about that are dual use, they can actually assist. Now, there are even programs available in some places for low income, people with very few assets. They can maybe demonstrate a need for some of the care. So many states, including California, actually offer things called home and community-based 
services. So they use Medicaid waivers, which is like in California, it's called Medi-Cal. And they use it to help offset the cost of these programs. So limited availability, not every place has it. But if the adult daycare, right, where they don't need around the clock and, they, and you still want them to get, to get some form of basic medical services, maybe administering medications, you know, care to and from a physician, something like that, doctor appointments, that could be a very good choice. And that could decide, look, where you're going to retire. If it's you retiring, you're like, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm in my late 50s, early 60s, mid 60s, and I'm going to retire, but I'm, I have my mom or my sister, my elderly father with me. Maybe you need to look at places that are not just right for you, but are right for them. Okay, maybe a place that has some of these uh, home and community-based services, these facilities. Okay, here's another one. Starts to get a little bit more complicated now, a little bit more care needed. It's called a comprehensive at-home care program. And a lot of these are what's called all-inclusive care for the elderly. Many of them are called PACE programs, P-A-C-E. And when you bring somebody into the home, it's pretty intensive. You're going to need certainly certain medical professionals like nurses, RNs, maybe physical therapists. But these are paid for often by state-administered programs. So think of it like this. PACE programs, they receive monthly Medicare and Medicaid payments, meaning what you have in that world is there's a fixed amount of dollars. And let me take a step back. Let me explain something to you. It's similar to how the HMO world works. If you sign up and you're going to use Dr. Smith at XYZ Health Partners, okay, and that is your medical provider, then whether you show up at the doctor or not, a portion of your medical premiums each month pay for that doctor. $12, $11, you know, $9, something like that. It used to be a lot. It used to be $30, $40 out of the, the premium. And today, the insurance company takes all the money. Ever since Obama really basically sold his soul to the insurance companies, they really, really hurt the little guy, unfortunately. But when they did that, the medical professionals actually receive a portion of those dollars, 12 bucks, 14, whatever it is, right? So when you show up, you do a little copay or something. It's all of those months of you not showing up and them receiving the 12 or $14, but also your copay. All right. Medicare programs are similar. You're making a payment. The government keeps some of it, and then they use some of it to pay for the Medicare providers. So each enrollee, I don't know, I'm going to use the number again, let's say $15, it goes to pay for those that are not eligible for the Medi-Cal programs. But they take the money. Now, what does it mean? Well, it's for older people living at home. Maybe they need a little bit more more care. Okay. (laughs) Now, assisted living. This is where I was, a lot of us really are concerned about this. Assisted living, they're ideal for those who are more active Relatively good health. Usually you have a community uh, cafeteria. Everybody goes and eats together. There's trips to Vegas. They, they do bowling trips and other things that they do along the way. But things like medication reminders and bathing and dressing meals, transportation and healthcare and housekeeping and on and on. A lot of that stuff is provided. Think college dorm. Very similar to college dorm. Meaning, you have a room, you have a bathroom, maybe a, a hot plate, maybe a small kitchen, little refrigerator, but a lot of your meals are going to be in a community center. A lot of the assisted living, or you can go out. Some people have their cars. They can go out and drive, go have dinner, go have lunch, and come back. How it's paid for, believe it or not, Medi-Cal might pay for some of it, but most of the time, guys, it's long-term care and it's coming out of the assets Okay, it's coming out of the assets of the person. So here's what we see. This is kind of interesting. You may not know this. This could be a little trivia fact. Some of the places that are out there that are pretty nice, nice assisted living communities, maybe they have 
uh, another phase, which is the nursing home, we'll get to in a minute, where you have mostly people that can care for themselves, but ready for this. They'll say, okay, bring us your last two years of tax returns. Bring us your bank statements, your retirement accounts. Bring us everything. Okay, great. So you have 694000 because you just sold your home. You have this much in cash, da da da, da. And they, they usually give you a number. You can keep 100000 So over the course of time, you pay us X amount of dollars per month until $500,000 or $600,000 is down to zero. In other words, we've taken all that money, we've used it, not all at once, not today, but we're going to bill you for that and it will come out of that account, come out of that account, come out of that account. And then when it goes down to zero or let's say the floor, the the bottom is $100,000, once all but $100,000 or $50,000, whatever the number is, is gone, well, you can continue to stay here. We will just take a very small portion of your Social Security, whatever your Medicare payments are to us, and the facility will cover the rest. Because they know, just like insurance companies, that a percentage of you are not going to make it to that. I mean, it's kind of sad to say that. but So what they do, we see this a lot in motion picture insurance where they cover you forever but in many cases, you may have to liquidate your assets down to a certain number. And then they say, because we've, you've been a, a, a patient, a customer, a client for this period of time, we'll cover from now on. So it, we see that a lot. It can be subsidized, but a lot of it is coming from your dollars. What's the cost for a private room in assisted living? Oh, it could be 4000 5000 maybe a little more, 6000 a month, depending on where you are, what the costs are. But what about a nursing home? Uh, my wife's friend's uh, aunt is currently in a nursing home. $12,000 a month. Now, a nursing home is 24-hour nursing care. So you're paying for medical professionals. $12,000 a month. And this isn't, it's a very, very nice facility, but it's certainly not, you know, on the beach, on a cliff in, in Malibu or something next to a... Uh, you know, Beverly Hills, it isn't any of that. It, it's a nice place. So what would those cost? I have no idea. But I can tell you through firsthand experience that $12,000 a month is a lot of money and you have to have a serious amount of income and assets. In a nursing home, you know what it is. 24-hour nursing care from illness, injury, memory care. You're going to see off of, uh, often they offer uh, end-of-life coverage or care, right? And they include everything, activities of daily living. Look, the reason this is important is I need you to know what the costs are and what the benefits are. Most of you are saying, come heck or high water, grandma, cousin, they're going to stay with me. That's fine. How do you make sure you have reliable retirement income? How do you make sure you don't run out of money? The year is, is now beginning, right? We're here. How do we make sure that we're doing whatever choices, decisions, resolutions, you can call it whatever you want. I want you to make a statement that you're going to start paying attention to the things that matter before the rain comes. Right? We need to fix the roof. We need to do the repairs, financially speaking, whether it's fixing your trust, updating your living trust, making sure your home is a part of your trust. And we're going to cover in the coming uh, weeks ahead how your revocable living trust is a part of your financial strategy, but you need to make sure we do it right. We can't make mistakes because if we do, guys, the, 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 the uh, consequences are huge. And the dollars, the penalty, if you will, the financial spanking from the government is enormous. So we have to be very careful not to make those mistakes. So we're going to be covering that in the future, how to protect your income, how to protect your assets, what's happening with the federal government's involvement, right? They're poking their nose again into the financial world of your life because it's as if, if it wasn't for them, you know, we, uh, we couldn't exist. If you think of it this way, I always thought this was stunning to me. Oh, you know, a new legislature, whether it's the state of California or Congress, whoever it is, or, or state of Utah, whatever state, they come in and they're making, a, okay, the Arizona State Assembly is now in session. 
hey guys, look around. We're good. We don't need you to do anything. Don't do anything. Well, we have a problem over here. No, because you made it a problem, right? They create a problem and then they solve the problem. Just go away. We don't need you. We'll call you if we need something. Well, we have to change this. Listen, you were fine with it forever, right? When the standards for clean water, clean air, the standards were set under Bill Clinton. That's what the left said. This was clean air, clean water. And then when George W. Bush gets in, they're like, oh my gosh, we have dirty water and dirty air. Well, yesterday it was fine for you when your guy was in office. And now you're saying it's not right. In other words, they're kind of creating a problem so that they can solve the problem. And by the way, they get an annual pay increase coming down the road, right? Nearly 200000 a year. Can you imagine? Oh, well, yeah. For what? The amount of vacations you take. So whenever our government, whenever the state legislatures gets involved in your financial life, whether it's the long-term care, whether it's Medicare, Everybody has a part of it that they want to change, but you know it's never going to be your. It's not Arif's Medicare. It's the United States Medicare. So there isn't going to be things that you like. Then you change your own personal situation. And one of the things that I want to encourage you, even if you are at the early stages, right? Even if you're at the early stages of needing in-home care, just somebody to kind of help out a little bit, believe it or not, you can still work. You don't have to work 40 hours a week. You don't have to stand on your feet 40 hours a week. But you can work at a fast food restaurant. You can work at a a place where you can walk and talk to people. You can work at a place where they need your help for certain, uh, you know, part half days at an elementary school, at a kindergarten, right? These are things that you can do where you are not just sitting at home. And you can make money. You could earn an income. You could work at a boutique or a dress shop. I mean, whatever it is that matters to you, hobby-wise or otherwise, I want you to have fun. There's nothing that says 65 years old in 65 minutes, that's it, you're retired. You might be just hitting your stride in your second or third career. Because statistically speaking, you ready for this? In your adult life, adult life, I don't mean you know below age 25, In your adult life, seven actual full-time jobs and three careers. It used to be two. It is now three. And they expect you to have seven, at least seven full-time jobs. It isn't this, oh, well, you you graduated, you're you're an apprentice, and you've been with the firm for 37 years. Here's your gold watch. Thanks for coming. That used to be the way. Not anymore. Today, what is it? Today... You put money in your retirement account, you get yours and you move on to the next. Put money in your retirement account, get yours and move on to the next. So look, there is a place for you to have this concern and you should, right? Of what's going to happen. I told you, let's prepare. Let's make, let's make uh, the, the best decisions possible financially before we need to make those decisions. So you could do it with a clear head. You could do it with a calculator and not an emotional calculator. And we do it. But you also have to realize this. As you get older, you get closer to retirement. We have to start moving some of your money into safety if you want to protect it. Right? The old adage, buy low, sell. That's right. High. Buy low, sell high. There's there's no place that says buy at the bottom and sell at the top. Be that perfect. Be that well, uh, that good at what you do. Be be the, the most confident person in the room when it comes. No. Right? If you look at Jim Cramer, the guy's turned out to lose a complete credibility with me. He used to have a lot of credibility with me. And now you watch him trying to comment on social issues and freedom. Right? He thinks if you're unvaccinated, you're a villain. Really? So what the heck does that have to do with one plus one? Right? He thinks small businesses should just suck it up. Tough luck, buttercup right? The guy who lost his license because he couldn't give that kind of opinion, he had to kind of give up his license in order to give opinions on the air, right? Uh, I think they should at least have him keep in his lane, as they say. Stay in your lane, Jim Cramer. 
right? You don't know anything about the social aspects of life. He's a multi, multi millionaire, and he's commenting on you as a senior should be forced to stay home and stay away from others and, you know, don't mingle during the holidays. What are you talking about? I want you guys to still enjoy life, and it's going to come from proper management. It's going to come that from, from fixing the roof when the rain is uh, still way down the road and not coming to you. And we're here to help. Triple eight ninety nine retire I hope you have a great new year. You're going to build the right foundation. Right? We build the right foundation with right decisions. Maybe I can help. 888-997-3847. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. This is TFS Financial Insurance Services. Any questions, I'm here for you. You have a wonderful, great, great new year. Bye-bye. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.